This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. Hey, 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 guys, and welcome to episode 199 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. My name's Adam. I'm Diane. And I'm Steve. How are you doing, guys? We're here. We're back. It's been a long time. We're here. We are here. Good observation, Diane. If we weren't here, where would we be? Not here. Oh. Someplace else. So philosophical. So, Taylor Talk, where have you been? That's the question on everyone's minds, right? Maybe, or maybe they forgot about us, and they're like, Taylor Talk, what's that? They haven't forgotten, because they keep emailing and tweeting us, mainly emails. But, yeah, that's what people are doing. They're like, where are you? And I'm like, uh, ignore. (laughs) (laughs) Do you really? No, 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 no. I tell them, I'm like, we'll be back soon. Ish. Possibly. Oh, dear. Maybe. Oh, dear. So, Steve, where have you been? I've I've been here. Oh, you've just Steve's been waiting. Steve's been waiting on the other side us. of the mic for a long on time. On the other side of the door? Mm-hmm. Yes. Da-da. Well, in case you have, in fact, been wondering where we've been going, uh, or where we have been, we've all been super, super busy, um, both with careers and other things in our personal lives, and that's kind of it in a nutshell, uh, I guess in a more detailed sense. Over the holidays, Diane and I went to London for a few weeks, and uh, so we were there, and it made it very difficult to record, of course, which Steve, I think, understood, I hope. Mm-hmm. Um, but something happened in London, Steve. What was that? I don't know if I should say it on the podcast or not. Well, now you've built up the anticipation of it, so... Oh, okay. Well, I guess the uh, the news from that front, which may come as a shock to some and like an, oh, duh, it's about time from others, is uh, Diane and I got engaged. Oh, my God, I can't believe what? you said that on air. <laughs> I, I did. It's the big, dark secret. It's never been mentioned on the podcast before that we were even together, but we have, in fact, actually been together since the beginning of Taylor Talk four years no, ago. No, actually not even. We started dating a little bit after the podcast started. So I would say Taylor Talk has been together longer than we've been together by like one month. Oh, I was going to say a month and a half. You're right. Month and a half. Month and a half. Roughly. Um, Yeah, but that's that's uh, kind of it in a nutshell. We are, in fact, uh, scheduled to get married, (laughs) which is very difficult for me to say. uh... I'd like to say congratulations. Oh, thank Thank you, Steve. Steve. Appreciate that, buddy. Um, I'd like to say congratulations to you, too, Steve. For. (laughs) <laughs> uh, just because i don't know you congratulated us i congratulate you um yeah you're still here you're still with us uh being that odd third wheel um no no not. i'm kidding but the odd third wheel pays off because of course we have in fact become very very good friends at, uh in the time we've been doing this so um steve uh would you would you care to be a groomsman Ooh, are you like asking me this live uh yeah um, well, yeah i, I um, just did that actually wow. um the way i figured is in front of the I don't know, 40, 50,000 or so people that might be listening, you're not going to say no. <laughs> is that how that is? Well, I could have texted you, but then you, you would have been could've. like, no. You'd have been like, sorry, I'll, I'll show up, but you know. But that would have been less, I want to say romantic, but that's not the right word. Bromance. It would have been less bromantic, you're right. Yeah, but we got the, the, the bromance thing going. Me, me and Steve, we're good buddies. We've become right. uh, really close friends over these years. 
I, I just I just hope the romance doesn't kill the bromance, right? It hasn't. It hasn't yet. yet. Okay. I okay, think that's a good point. Yeah, I think I usually come second to romantic things. In case you're wondering, Steve, it comes with absolutely no responsibility at all. It's really just an honorary title. How about that? Well, I will say this. If I'm at the wedding, I will be a groomsman. Hey, how, how about that? How dare you, you not show up? That? Did you hear him say, like, if he's there? I know. He did say that, didn't he? Well, I, I don't know any of the details, the dates. You know, what Ah, if, what if April 8th, 2017. That actually got set this weekend. Yesterday, Ooh. actually. Yesterday. So you have a long time to prepare. Okay. Yeah, you got to book those flights to Vegas. I um, believe mm-hmm. it's 433 days. Okay. Mm-hmm. But who's counting? Yeah, you know, just me. <laughs> Usually there's <laughs> an app for that. <laughs> there's an app for that. There's oh, an okay. app for everything. It's amazing. Yeah, it's been uh, quite the interesting process. Um, Diane's been a complete pain in my behind. No, I've been um, wonderful. Yeah. Oh, let's 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 book a venue. Let's book this. Let's book that. D- Diane, it's it's like a year and a half away. Calm down. Now. I know, but we have to get these things done so they don't fill up. Okay. And so right. my first choice doesn't get taken. Okay then. Well, Steve, I appreciate you accepting the uh, the honor there. And he didn't accept. It. He did. He said if he's here, <laughs> I built a contingency it's just a in contingency. case. He built in a contingency for himself to later say no, um, which is which is fine. <laughs> that's that's fine. Also, I do now that I'm thinking about it, feel bad putting you on the spot like that. But um, I, I know you're a rather shy person uh, sometimes, and. Uh, I did it anyway, though. it is a big decision, I suppose. In all fairness, Diane encouraged me to do it. She said it would be funny to do it on the air. Not funny. I just think it would be fun for everyone involved. I I was originally one time at one time in in my life I was planning on actually proposing to Diane on air. No, you weren't. I I was I thought that would be hilarious, and then I was like, I maybe I should just record. Joke. I was like, maybe I should just record the proposal and then play it on <laughs> the podcast later. That didn't work and either. then neither of those actually worked out. So you guys uh, out there listening missed out on that. That's why I put Steve on the spot. Really, there you go. Steve. I, I I think you chose wisely with your proposal, so it's all good. Did I was London better than on the uh, podcast? Uh, just a little bit, a little bit, Slightly. a smidge. Um, yeah. So that's where we've been, guys. But now we're back here for episode one ninety nine. However, one ninety nine comes with some good news and some bad news. So the good part was which, what we just which one do you about. want first? Wasn't the good part what we just talked about? Or is there more good news? No. 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 I mean, I guess that's good. Was that the bad news, Adam? That was the terrible <laughs> news. I feel like I've given my life away. The like death it's... of a bachelor. Oh, did mm. I? Yeah. Um, I love that song. That's a new song by Panic at the Disco. Um, it is now your life. It is my life. It's horrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to make Diane cry on air next. No, you're not. I'm laughing. Um, do it. So what do we do? He's <laughs> like, do it. What did he say? <laughs> he said, do it. This is terrible. Can we, like, turn Yeah, yeah. So what right do we want first, the good gears? or the bad? Both. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, okay, so the good. The good news is we have a great episode planned for you guys. Despite it coming, I don't know, you know, a month after the fact, we're going to be chatting about the Out of the Woods music video and all its glory because it's a uh, phenomenally made video, and there's a lot to be said about it, and we'll get to that in just a few minutes. The bad news, however, here comes the ah. Uh, Rip off moment. the Band-Aid. Rip it off. Rip off the Band-Aid. Um, 
Well, like I said, we've been very, very busy both in our careers and personal lives as well. So I guess the bad news would be that uh, this may be the last time you're hearing from us in quite a while. Oh. Reach for your tissue boxes. I'm reaching for mine now. I know. Keep your tissue box. So four years later, actually more than four years at this point, more than four years later, um, well, I don't want to say we're we're, uh, calling it a day because there is uh, in all likelihood a chance we'll be back. But this will be, I guess, I don't know, a leave of absence. Hiatus? Hiatus. We're going on hiatus. We just, it's... um, it's very, very difficult to schedule in time, and you know, you guys out there that have been listening since the beginning have been absolutely wonderful, just absolutely wonderful, and we love every minute we've managed to spend with you. I mean, 199 episodes in. I know some of you guys are like, why can't you do 200? But We will eventually do the 200. The reason for that is because when we do do 200, we will be coming back in all of 200's glory. It'll be a big coming back episode. Um Right, Save and also to that. be fair, Taylor right now, she doesn't have anything really planned for the future that we know of, so there wouldn't be a lot of content to talk about, so we would be making stuff up, whether that be good content or bad content, and we just figured that if you know she's going to take a break, then we'll also take a break. There you go. Right? Look so at you being all rational and stuff. I'm trying. But, of course, you will always be able to keep in touch with us via our social channels, um, primarily through Twitter. Our Twitter account is TaylorTalk13, for those who don't know. Um, go follow us and, and chat with us there. I, I still check it fairly regularly. I don't know how often you guys are on there, but um, I'm on there every usually once a day, just yeah. seeing if anything's going on. Don't always tweet things, but I like to look through it, see what's going on. Uh, it's it's sort of my version of Taylorking. <laughs> For lack of a better description there. Um, So, yeah, I mean, like I said, we're here to talk about the Out of the Woods music video. Uh, We did our original analysis on Out of the Woods as a song on episode 155. So you can, of course, go listen to that at taylortalk.org slash episode 155. Which reminds me, if you're sad that we're leaving, all the episodes, the entire back catalog, all four years worth, will still be on taylortalk.org. Um, whatever episode you happen to be looking for, you know, you can just type in taylortalk.org slash episode whatever number. So in theory, you could look back at all four years. Yes. I, I wouldn't look at the beginning if I were you, but you could if you wanted. That's because that was bashful Diane who didn't. Uh, no, I mean, that was, never mind. <laughs> the dark years. The it dark was when years we were learning. Of- in all fairness, this is, in fact, the first podcast that any of us have ever done. And to say the least, we were we were kind of rookies back then. But now I think we got it down to a science, right? Hopefully. Down to an art, hopefully. And then that's when we stop, when we're good. I know, we finally <laughs> made it. Now let's right. stop, guys. That not only that, with a month break there, a little rusty, to say the least. Yeah. Scrape the rust off. I know, usually we're into the main discussion by now. How far in are we? We're like 10 minutes into the episode well, we've already. we've been chatting. 10, 12 minutes. We've been We are chatting, talking. and we shared some big news, and we chatted with everyone and all that stuff. But it is time to get going into it. But before we get going, I just wanted to offer a special thanks to Audible.com for sponsoring this episode. To start listening to audiobooks today... Please visit audible.com slash Taylor to receive a 30-day free trial. Thank you so much for the support, Audible. Boom. Go support them. Go listen to audiobooks. 
it's a good alternative to us. Yeah. Audiobooks. All right, let's get into the main discussion then, shall we? Like I said, we chatted about Out of the Woods on episode 155 originally, and that was one of my favorite episodes of all time. It was really, really fun to chat about this song. That was right after the song came out. Um, Taylor released it prior to her her, um, album, so we got to hear that, you know, earlier. Yeah, it was initially a promotional single, um, came out shortly after Shake It Off, was released but it was never actually released as a single until, until now, now. Yeah. or a month ago rather mm-hmm. oops Sorry. well until the recent past yeah something like that but it was one of my favorite episodes because it is one of the most phenomenal songs on the album and even taylor herself called it one of her favorite songs saying it best represents 1989 as a whole and that could very well be why she chose to release it as a single finally or as the probably the last single off of 1989 i would think mm, possibly there, there, you could still get i think there's at least one more you could make into a hit which one mm, i was afraid you're gonna ask because I, <laughs> I had that in the back of my mind earlier and i was like oh these the, really the time that i felt that was when we were at the uh final u.s tour mm-hmm. uh, concert in tampa as we were listening to the songs, I was like, this could really be a single. I know Out of the Woods was one of them. I forget what the other one was, and I felt pretty strong about both. Was it so. New Romantics? I've heard people say that. It might have been. I don't remember. New Romantics would be a solid single. Um, what am I thinking of? What Welcome song to is New it? York. No. No, it wasn't that one. Um, Let's just list everything now. We have a good resource for this, Eve. It's called TaylorSwift.com. Okay. It, in fact, has the entire track list on that website. Okay. Um, Let's see. I would like I Wish You Would. That might have been it. How You Get the that. Girl. No. Mm, that this Love. Up there too. I Know Places. Mm. Clean. I, I don't know. I, I Wish You Would has a special place in my heart, not only because I like it, but because it's number seven, and that's my number. So you just like whatever song is number seven? Not always. Hmm. What's number seven on red? I almost do. You don't like no. that one. <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan. So, so, so I got an idea. Since, since we're like debating over what could possibly be a another single, if there is going to be one, mm-hmm. that would be a great thing to throw out there to social media. So anybody, if they want to tweet us or email us or any of that stuff, just say what song you would expect to be the next single after Out of the Woods, if there is going to be one or not. If there is. But we're on this one, Out of the Woods. So how do you guys think it'll do on radio? Or how is it doing, rather? Like I haven't, even, I, I haven't even heard it yet. I've heard it but, one time. Huh. I, I still hear wildest dreams most of the time Uh, yeah i hear that one a lot i think i i don't really listen to the radio that much so i don't know if i'm the right person to ask but i've only ever heard um out of the woods once on the radio and it was part of it which was unfortunate oh yeah yeah i have not yet caught it on the radio how is it charting does anyone know steve i feel like that's a steve question Uh, that's that's a sammy question she would have those numbers memorized. Well, 
I know. Whatever. I know. What, what charts do we care about anyhow? I don't know. What charts should we care about? Billboard? Probably. I don't know. Is that the Billboard Hot 100, I would say? Well, how is it doing on iTunes? Because that's easy to look at. Well, that's if you have iTunes open. Yeah, if you have iTunes open. Steve, you look at Billboard. I'll look at iTunes. We'll figure this yeah. out. We'll come. We'll, look, we'll you'll get collaborate. It. Stop. Collaborate and listen to Out of the Woods. It's a brand new single. That was almost good. What? Out of the Woods is number 50. 50? On what? Yeah. Which chart? Actually, uh, this is the Hot 100. I wonder what it peaked at. Uh, it showed it was 28. Or Sorry. I'm not really looking at the right one. Uh, 55 the previous week. Hmm. It is currently 51 on iTunes, right after Rachel Platten's fight song at 50. Ooh. Well, that song's been out a long time, though. Right, and, and Wildest Dreams is actually at 34. Okay. So. It does seem to be Taylor's highest-ranked song on iTunes currently, though. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Which just because it's her sense. newest, and then people are buying it. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. So I, I guess it's not doing quite as strong as some of her other singles, uh, which is really unfortunate because it's definitely one of the songs that has the most depth. If you guys remember back to the... I think that's the, the problem. Is that it's deep and people are not necessarily the most educated? No, uh, not that. It's just, you know, <laughs> compared to the other songs that they play on the radio, it it is deeper and usually the songs that do well on the radio... Or just aren't catchy usually, and fun. Yeah, they aren't usually as deep. So, so here's just, I'm going to throw a couple other random things out here. So um, actually, number one and number two are both Justin Bieber songs. That's unfortunate. Number, Wait, which n- ones are they? Sorry is number one. Now, this is for the week like of February one. 6th. So Sorry is number one. Love Yourself is number two. That's a good Hello one. by Adele is number three. Stressed Out by 21 Pilots is number four. And then here's where it gets interesting. Number five is actually Alessia Cara here, which, if you remember, mm-hmm. Taylor and her performed down in Tampa there. And then number six on the chart is actually Shawn Mendes' Stitches, who Taylor's yeah. opener. Taylor's openers. That song's been doing really well. Taylor makes people famous. Uh, or she hey, well, gives him a little kick. Yeah. Little and even kick her in the friend. Right Selena Gomez is number seven with Same Old Love. So. Yeah, her songs <laughs> yeah. are doing pretty well. I always hear her songs on the radio. Selena. All right, I think that more or less answered how it's doing as a single then. Um, you know, so let's kind of chat about the video. So it was directed by Joseph Kahn. This is the fourth one they did off of 1989. They, of course, did Blank Space, which has become like a music video icon. You know, it, with it the whole what, experience. Over a billion? And, I think it has over a billion views on YouTube. That Such a good doesn't video. surprise me. Um, you know, so you got, I mean, they did the whole experience with American Express where they had the app and you could explore the environment. They shot it with the 360 cameras and all that, which was phenomenal. Um, they also did Bad Blood Together, which has also turned into an icon in itself for different reasons. Um, that's like a big old action movie packed into a music video. Mm. Wildest Dreams, which was so cool. It was the um, – someone fill me in because, Steve, you came up with it. Whose life was it based on? Uh, Ava Gardner? Did yes. Okay. Inspired by Ava Gardner's life and really captured the essence of, like, that old Hollywood feel and um, really phenomenal. You know, it, it 
I, I just I get really excited when I see that Taylor is using Joseph Kahn to direct her videos because out of all her videos, he, or out of all the directors she's worked with, rather, he's by far one of my favorites. I guess I can. Yeah, he always does really unique videos, I think. Or at least from what we've seen him do with Taylor. His videos with Taylor always have this sort of movie-esque quality to them. They always seem to have a plot, and they have a yeah. story. It's not just a visual for the song. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It always has something going on. So they always do a great job together. And in the case of this video, I really feel strongly like the focus on it was just very, very heavy symbolism. Like there was just uh, just there were just all these things that represent all kinds of aspects of a relationship and occurrences within Taylor's life and things of that sort. And I really, you know, Steve, even though you think there could possibly be another single after this. I think this was the closure for her, and um, I'll tell you why a little bit later. Okay. But it does have to do with the fact that, you know, she said it best represents 1989. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's one of her favorite songs. So let's kind of go through it and look at some of those uh, various symbols that came up and things of that sort. Um, it opened and closed with a quote, which we'll save for the end because they kind of go together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the video, the actual visual, the way it starts is she's on a beach and the woods materialize around her. They almost right? grow um, out of the ground in super speed. It does. It grows out of the ground in, in sort of that time-lapse type mm-hmm. thing, visual where it grows out. So, I mean, the woods in themselves, the way they materialize around her, I feel like um, they sort of symbolize the entrapment in a relationship. They Because uh, that's something we talked about in the analysis of the song, is the fact that it's you know, are we out of the woods yet has a frantic feeling, a feeling Mm -hmm. of being trapped. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Know what I mean? I I don't know if you guys get a different vibe from that or if you have different thoughts, but, um, you know, I think that's kind of the beginning of the story. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I, I can see that for sure. Um, I, I just wonder, um, why she's, um, on the beach at the beginning. Cause that doesn't, I mean, to me that looks peaceful and great. So I wonder if, that means something or is it just a start or what it could they could be the opposite of one another you have the beach that represents peace and freedom and then you have the woods that represent sort of that entrapment and that feeling of being stuck in a dangerous situation and okay, in I that frantic that. situation so they're like the opposite of each other the beach is the escape so yeah. maybe we wouldn't understand the fear of the woods if we hadn't seen the beach first Potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What do you think, Steve? Uh, well, first off, I think the important part there is, is that opening part that it says she lost him because it's her standing on kind of the the edge of the um, ocean there, just looking out into the ocean, like, for him almost. Uh, is okay, kind of what I, I got that. out of it. Interesting. I, so. I like that. So she's on the edge of the woods? No, she's on the edge of the ocean. Right. Looking out because she lost him and I guess maybe she's trying to find him and the the um ocean is huge, so it's like, you know, she probably won't because it's such this big vast thing. Okay. I, I see that. So the ocean sort of represents the openness of I guess future possibility in the in a sense. It's I would of... say just that she won't be able to find him again. 
I don't know. Okay. I'll, I'll yeah, take so it. A little bit like that. Yeah. All right. Well, what and I'll give you one more little piece on this because this is where stuff kind of gets weird. Now, you know how Taylor has always been a big supporter of like indie artists? Right. And we've brought that up many times on the show. Uh, Taylor's tweeted out about, hey, you should listen to these indie artists and all that other kind of stuff. So as I was watching the video and I I thought about her standing on the edge of the ocean, I kind of just Googled that. So there's actually an indie group called Ivy that wrote a song called Edge of the Ocean. Interesting. So what are you seeing as a connection or are there? Well, I mean, it's it was a really it was a pretty good song. I kind of read through the lyrics and even some of that kind of ties in a little bit to, you know, this song. But what was even crazier. So I'm looking through Wikipedia at this song. This song actually played on Grey's Anatomy. Which we know Taylor Taylor loves Grey's Anatomy. Right. Interesting. So I I think there's a little bit more of a a tie-in to something like that than we think. So um, let me see if I can see which episode it was on. Steve's digging deep. The music video starts out with Taylor... Watching the... Grey's Anatomy. No, watch what? not watching Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> but she's on the um, edge of the ocean, right? And then the trees come up, um, um, almost like the, like the plant, um, ivy. So that could be, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but so that it was from uh, Grey's Anatomy season one, episode five is when that song played. So that's and, a long time ago. So just one more little tidbit on that. So I was looking through the other songs that the group did. And actually, uh, one of their albums that was released in 2005 is called In the Clear. (laughs) You know, I I feel my gut honestly tells me that this is coincidence. And the reason being because out of the woods is a commonly used phrase. Mm -hmm. You know, and I in the clear is also like, are we in the clear yet? Like, that's pretty common phrase also. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of interesting. But, it, I, yeah, and I think, if anything, there may be some influences here that help kind of draw that all together. But I uh, mean, I could see where it could represent similar feelings and similar thoughts and similar situations for both artists, both Taylor and what was the band you were Ivy. 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 Uh, but I don't know if that's necessarily deliberate on Taylor's part. Mm-hmm. I'm just seeing Taylor connections in it, and I think that's kind of interesting. So mm, Taylor connections. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor Connect. Hey, we have a, an account on Taylor Connect. We just <laughs> What's that? Looking at it. Speaking of Taylor Connect. Yes. All right, so that's the woods and the beach, right? Now, once she's in the woods, there's all these wolves around her. They watch her intently, and then they hunt her, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty obvious symbolism. I think because it's pretty commonly assumed it represents a high-profile um, relationship she was in. That it could be assumed that the wolves are are symbolic for the paparazzi, or just outsiders in general, the people monitoring their relationship and watching it and watching their lives. Uh, but why wolves? I, I see. I don't like this because I love wolves, and I don't like how people portray wolves sometimes as um, evil. Because to me, they're just big dogs. So I like them. Um, but anyway, I, I guess maybe wolves could be commonly found in the woods. So it would be... 
I mean, I guess they fit in as a, I don't know, like a problem um, in the woods that would make sense to be there. And so it's, I don't know. But they're snarling. Simple. They're meant to be vicious. Right. But it's not like you would put in maybe like snakes or something um, in the woods because they would belong in um, a jungle. So they just make sense as a bad thing that you could find it, um, in the woods. I think that's the reason. I suppose. Steve, do you have a thought on why wolves? Well, well I think if anything is very interesting about this video, there is no people. Just Taylor. Besides Taylor. You mean Only there are Taylor. no people, Steve? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. We, I had always, to do it. we Sorry. always misspeak it. That's a hard one. But yeah, you're right. Taylor is the only and I I think that has to do with the ties to the symbolism why everything in it is very symbolic cuz even keeping with these wolves, right? You have the part where Taylor falls and she's almost caught. Mm-hmm. But instead a wolf just gets a piece of her dress. Now the piece of her dress, I think, represents a piece of her, a piece of her life. But the fall itself is symbolic. It's the fall is talking about, you know, if Taylor even slips up just a little, she could get caught. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's the impact that people that so closely monitor her life and the lives of people like her, other celebrities like her. That's kind of their everyday life. They can't slip up or the wolves will just jump on them it's like me in the classroom i can't can't do that or my kids will jump on me Mm. it's like the same thing except on a smaller scale ah sure adam's like no sure whatever (laughs) um but yeah i mean the wolves they're vicious right like they're portrayed as vicious and i'm sure wolves can be perfectly nice to satisfy diane they're like doggies yeah um but you know, the piece of her dress is is a piece of her, and it's like anytime she slips up and these wolves manage to catch up to her, anytime she's not remaining one step ahead of the wolves, whether the wolves are paparazzi or journalists like Perez Hilton and those blog-type journalists, um, you know, anytime she slips up and they catch her even a little bit, it's like they get a piece of her. She has to be a step ahead of them every day and every step along her journey she has to be ahead of them i can see that yeah yeah symbolic right right Mm -hmm. right any last thoughts on the wolves from you guys well i'm trying to remember during the tour did they not have weren't the wolves like there are two of them like running away from like all the flashing lights and all that was that not i think so i think that was on a screen right so I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm trying to, to link to how that was in the tour because definitely when I saw the music video, I was expecting something closer to what was on, you know, going on in the tour because I do remember like all the, the paparazzi, like the, the flashing lights and all that other kind of stuff there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you know, sometimes the tour performances and videos match up and sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. Because with the tour, it's I feel like it's nearly exclusively, and I can't say this for sure, but it's almost exclusively Taylor's vision. You know, probably with the support of other people, where a music video is Taylor's vision combined with, in this case, Joseph Kahn's, but any director that happens to be a part of it right. uh, sort of adds their vision and their take. And Joseph Kahn is very cinematic. He's very film-like with a plot and things like that. And... Uh, I think he adds a lot to Taylor's vision. I think they work really well together. Mm -hmm. 
So whatever visual she did produce on the tour, I think may have served as like the basis, but then it but, was added to. But but I, but I think the the wolves in that particular one they they were like the two people. It wasn't like being chased by wolves. They were the ones trying to escape. Right. So the wolves were more of a positive being instead of a negative one. In the tour, you mean? Mm-hmm. I'm trying. Yeah, I think I got the right song. I may not have the right song. That's why I'm trying to remember. Well, if Taylor didn't take down every single YouTube video of the tour, we could look it up. <laughs> or if you wanted to watch the live uh, version on Apple Music, you could. Which I'm willing to bet is why she took down every YouTube version. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Keep going and progressing through the video. You see the part where... Um, Taylor tears the necklace off because, you know, she's wearing his necklace. Which part of the video does that happen? Does that happen when she jumps into the ocean? Roughly two minutes in-ish. I, yeah, I think when she's, like, on the edge mm-hmm. there, I think that's when that happens. Yeah, that was very dramatic. I didn't know why she jumped into the ocean like that. Um, well, we'll get to, we'll get to that okay. because, again, everything, I think, in this video is symbolic of something else, which is very, very clever. And, um, but the necklace being torn off, right? Mm-hmm. I think that is the point where the healing begins. It's the escape, right? Because we were talking about how the woods materializing around her represented entrapment and the okay. inability to escape a dangerous situation. Now she's taking control. She rips it off and she is escaping. She's beginning her escape. So, so that kind of goes along with the being at the edge at that Aha. point in time. Which also ties into, as Diane was asking about, her jumping off the edge of a cliff yes. into the ocean. Yes, very dramatic. It was, in mm. fact, very dramatic. Good observation, Diane. Quite very dangerous. Dramatic. But but did she did she really jump off? Like, I swear that it they changed how the camera like it looked like she was ready to jump off there, and then all of a sudden it was like the mountains like ended up rising up behind her, and then it she, looked like, like almost she like jumped off or or stepped off, and then she twisted and. I don't know. I don't know. I think she fell off because it looked like she was free falling. She did the arms, uh, the spread out type deal. Um, She didn't look panicked, though. So to me, it looked planned. Yeah, no, it looked planned, which I like I said, when Diane was asking about that, I think that is symbolic in itself of, you know, just the pure exhilaration of escaping. Yeah. Like, I like that better than It's like a free fall. It's a skydive. Okay. It's exciting. I, I it's fast. I think I see it it's... now. I had to play it back a little bit. So so there actually is is that jumping part. But the, before that, it's actually looks like she's going to fall back. And then the ground, like, rises up. and such. Oh, interesting. Like, the camera, it does, like, this overhead, like, flyover, if you will, kind of craziness. And actually, yeah. And then after that, she does actually jump, so... And she she does like some sort of even like a little bit of a spin there, like almost like mm-hmm. a, a skating move or something. Yeah, like, like a that. twist. Yeah, a little twist like in there. Swan dive. Type. Swan. No. I don't know. Is that what you call it? I don't know. I don't know anything it, it, about diving. I can't do it. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, she's she's free. She's sort of taking advantage or taking control mm-hmm. of her escape and things of that sort, and then. Uh, shortly after, at about two and a half minutes, and I really want your input on this, she freezes. Can you like ex- literally freezes? Like she's frostbitten, like cr- covered in ice and cannot move. Frozen. Yeah, I think. Um, is, why? I I don't no, get that part. 
do you remember what she was hmm because to me I felt like the change in the song happened when she became a tree you remember that part when the like vines well kind of yeah them? that's not that that's not at this part yet okay that's so still... so this is before I right. think that's just another example of Taylor and some sort of some sort of um extreme place you know she was at the beach she was in the woods she was in the snow she was up high there was a drought and she's frozen i just think it's just um um another place where there's a problem you know well and and it is it is an interesting transition because you know she is in the water there and then all of a sudden either the water spits her out or disappears or kind of like and then she's laying there in the middle of the desert uh-huh. And then that's where she starts heading over the tree. And as soon as she gets to the tree and touches it, everything turns to ice. So you yeah. go from, you know, totally wet environment, totally dry environment, and then totally cold environment. To go Do you guys think there's anything to the fact that she pretty much covers every element of nature? It's visually appealing. Um, and it could also be a representation of perhaps when she was in a a relationship with this person they went through a lot of problems and this is just a way to show that hey there's a lot of problems and doing that with nature so each aspect of nature represents different phases in a relationship uh, yeah or different phases in a story even yeah okay I, I just only thought of that right now because you guys were mentioning it as you went through those. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, she does kind of cover every yeah, aspect a lot. of nature, all the different environments a lot and things of like extremes, that. A extremes, though. It's not just like, oh, she's in a field. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so did anybody say what you guys think of the freezing, why she freezes? I just thought it was another example of an, an um, extreme event. Being stuck. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So uh, pardon the interruption for a moment, but... You guys know that Diane, Steve, and I, well, if you didn't, you do now, know that we all work full-time in education and are big supporters of books. That's why we're so excited that Audible.com has chosen to sponsor this episode of Taylor Talk. For a free 30-day trial of Audible.com, visit our special link, audible.com slash Taylor, where you can browse through over 180,000 titles, choose your favorite, download it, and start listening. You, of course, know by now that Diane and my favorite book series is the Harry Potter series, which is, in fact, available for download during your free trial. Wink, wink. Yeah, it just wink, winked at you. Uh, Even if you've seen the films, the books are so wonderful, and I really think you guys will love them. So please be sure to head over to audible.com slash Taylor to start your 30-day free trial as soon as you can. Again, the link is audible.com slash Taylor. Taylor. Steve's going to go get Harry Potter now. Right, because he needs to read it. Or listen to it, I guess. It's more like it. Listen to it. Yep. Well, Steve, you get a free 30-day trial by going to audible.com slash Taylor. So, on you go. We'll wait for you. (laughs) You get it yet, Steve? Uh, I'm working on it. All right, do it later. We We got an episode to finish up. All right, moving on with the video, right? So, we have the woods burning down. Did we already talk whoa. about the vines? I whoa. skipped to the vines grasping whoa, her. because I No, we need to talk about that. Fine, talk about the vines grasping her. This I just is... thought it was another symbol for uh, no, being no, 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 trapped. No, 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 no,
she's frozen, right? Yes. And then all of a sudden, there's an avalanche, and she unfreezes, and then she starts running. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I did want to point that out because that was okay. Um, she's also in the mud in the rain too. I think that happens before the vines grasp her. Um, because sort of what I've seen with the vines is that's the moment in the video when I think things change a lot. Uh, prior to that, she looked panicked. She was afraid. Um, and then it's that moment when it's almost like she starts to take charge of where she is and her look becomes different. It's, when the it's, vines grasp her, you mean? Yeah, it's almost like it's that time when she becomes a tree, I guess, mm-hmm. that her mood changes and her her um, outlook changes because her, um, her face um, after that, she looks really confident, whereas before she looked really scared i think that's a great observation about it being the turning point Mm -hmm. because i think it ties into what i was about to get into the woods burning reason being because what i see the woods burning as is taylor taking control i think what you observed is the change in mindset and attitude yeah then the woods burning is the actual act of her taking control of her character taking control she realizes that these woods this this symbolic uh, whatever you want to call it that's keeping her trapped is really only in her head and she can only get out if she wants to. So once she has that epiphany like, hey, these woods, this this trap is not real. I have the control here. She can burn them down. The monsters turned out to be just trees. I don't think Smokey the Bear would approve. I know. I was just going to say that. Only you can prevent forest fires. We do not support burning woods or hating wolves. Steve, I wonder how many of our listeners actually know what you're talking about. I do. Smokey the Bear. Yeah, and I'm younger. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I I think that's a good observation, Diane, about the vines. um, And likewise, the woods burning. I think that all ties together, and that's kind of the... uh, the the turning point in it and it's a little bit vicious right mm-hmm. and it's her taking control of the outcome i don't know if you had anything to add steve no, I, you know I, i've been kind of back and forth on that i really don't know what i felt about the woods burning down i just kind of more of thought of it as just another extreme of you know if you're in the woods and you're being chased down by wild animals or you're in the woods and you know Right. It's on fire. Just more of these woods are on fire. (laughs) That's what I thought, too. But then, um, Adam, you actually brought up a good point. Of course I did. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying. Just Um, one. Just one good point. I'm starting to scrape the rust off that Steve was talking about earlier. Because the the woods being on fire didn't happen until after she she, um, felt more confident. So I think that's um, their their placement is important so that's why i think adam you are correct oh well thank you i'm glad you approve of my thoughts for once <laughs> counts for something on our last episode i just thought it would be a nice thing oh. to say since i'm marrying you for some reason so <laughs> so what do you guys think then about the uh part if we're going with the vines grasping her that moment being when she has the change in mental state the woods burning when she takes action uh, what do you think about her looking all graceful in the water as those fish swim around her? 
Mm-hmm. Dare I say I think she's finally clean? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I guess she learned how to swim. She learned how to deal with her surroundings. Learns how to deal with her situation, took advantage, took control, um, took control of her life, took control of the outcomes of her actions, things like that. I think despite my my cheesy joke there, I think it actually is because like going back to what Taylor said about this song representing the album being most representative of the entire album. There has to be that clean moment, right? That Mm -hmm. part where she is, in fact, finally free of whatever was confining her, whatever was trapping her. And, like, just that sort of graceful thing with the fish is a good visual representation. And earlier you guys were talking about the vastness of the ocean and it being uh, limitless. And you guys thought it was the whole she lost him thing. And I kind of mentioned that I thought maybe it represented the endless possibilities of the future. Mm -hmm. Um you know, I think the ocean is a happy place in this video. It's a free place. Well, Adam, maybe the meaning of the ocean changes at the end of the video because at the end of the video, she is again standing on the edge of the ocean. So it's what? So perhaps at the beginning, the um, ocean is more of a lost at sea, lost at sea type feeling, whereas the end, it's vastness of opportunity. Mm-hmm. It could, it could change meaning throughout the video. Um, but I just feel like overall the water sort of represents that cleanliness, mm-hmm. you know, other than a literal bath, but mm-hmm. cleanliness in spirit and in soul and feelings and thoughts. Yeah. And, um, you know, she's finally clean. Right. Yeah. And uh, and I guess really for that matter, if you were trying to make it as something like evil as we're <laughs> saying with the wolves and that kind of stuff, should have been sharks instead of fish. Even though I think a fish is technically a shark. I don't want to watch a video with sharks in it, so I'm glad that she Fish and sharks are not the same, Steve. (sighs) Sharks eat fish. Yeah, but... Unless you're in Finding Nemo. Fish are friends, not food. Bruce. Have you not seen Finding Nemo, Steve? I'm looking to to verify if if they are fish or not. (laughs) Sharks are fish. They're not mammals. They're just large, scary fish. They're sharks. Can we stop talking about them? Sharks. Like, sharks are one of my worst fears. That's why I don't like... Did you know... Here's a fun fact while Steve is looking this up. Did you know that I, twice in my life, have been in the ocean with a great white shark and not known it until Mm -hmm. after? Nope, 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 nope. So there was one time, both in the same place, too. If anybody listening lives in uh, California and is a regular visitor to Catalina Island, beware when you go in the ocean. Apparently, great shark, great white sharks like that area. There was one time I was kayaking, and uh, there was a seal that was eaten. There was a seal that was eaten, floating <laughs> in the water. And uh, when we paddled in, we learned that there was a great white spotted in the area. So the great white ate the seal. Fortunately, so it had a full belly did you, and didn't eat us. Did you see part of the seal? Oh, we saw the seal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the point when I would have been like, okay, we need to leave. Because there, because well, if there is blood um, in the water, sharks can smell that and they just come up. And that That is, in fact, when we paddled in. Oh, Diane. good. Good so, job. Um, good there job. was, in fact, a great white in the area and that is what <laughs> ate the seal. 
Um, then, <laughs> then, Diane, you'll love this one. The second time, I was actually in the water water skiing. No. And when we got in, they're like, uh, you guys got in just in time. We just spotted a great white off the coast. And I was like, oh, good, because I was in the water skiing. <laughs> this is why yeah. I don't like deep water. I, I actually don't like deep water in pools, even though I know, obviously, there are no sharks in the pool. I just don't like the idea of something coming up to grab my feet. I've watched Jaws too many times. I see. By too many uh, times, I mean once. Did you figure it out, Steve, now that uh, I told my well, story? Well, I, I didn't really figure it out. I, I looked up the answer on the internet, so it, it wasn't me figuring it out. But they <laughs> are fish. Yes. Fish are friends, not food. <laughs> Can we talk about Taylor Swift now? All right, back to that video. We're almost done with the video, right? She's out of the woods. She's looking all graceful. She's finally clean. Um, then we have this scene that uh, she shows Taylor walking onto the beach the sort of dirty, beat-up version of Taylor walking towards a pristine, perfect version of herself. And the woods fade in the background as she approaches herself, and then she grabs herself. So you have, you know, the woods fading, which I see as being her final escape. You know, the the floating in the water and the graceful water thing is cleanly. It's another mind versus action thing, in my opinion, where it's like, exiting or the water thing is cleanliness of mind and now this is physically escaping okay that's how i see it any differing opinions i think you're right that's good hey i'm on target this episode diana said i'm right twice that like never happens i know um so anyway then she grabs herself um not in a weird sort of way. She just reaches out and grabs herself on the shoulder. Well, it's still weird because there's like two tailors in the scene. There are. <laughs> there are two tailors in the scene. And then, of course, it closes with the quote, she lost him but found herself and somehow that was everything, which is actually the secret message for clean, not for out of the woods. So at the end of the video, Taylor literally finds herself on that, the that, edge That is the best the part right there. Was was my favorite part of the entire music video. Why? Well, because she literally finds herself, and it says that she finds herself, which obviously doesn't mean that she physically found herself, but she did. She emotionally found herself. Right. Which is interesting. As a person, you know. Too. She found herself as a person mm-hmm. and everything, but she actually physically found herself, too, which is... I think wow. it's also interesting that she found herself... At the same place where the, where the, where the, where where the music video started, and that makes me wonder. So is this whole thing a circle? I I thought that the first time I saw it. Yeah. But I tend to think that finding herself is really when she's able to know. She's experienced that. She knows all that stuff now. So she's actually the tailor that experienced all that is relaying that to the tailor that didn't so she is then you know better off interesting Hmm. well i really like the video as a whole i think it does in fact sort of display aspects of the entire story because we've talked about on several occasions 1989 being a um drawing a blank on it concept album where it has an entire story that makes up the album. All the songs tie together to form one bigger message. And I think this was kind of, if it is in fact the first, or sorry, the last single, like I kind of feel it might be, I feel like it's the perfect ending 
to the 1989 era because it really puts it all together for me. Well, this is the quote, too, that Taylor ends her show with. So perhaps that's why this song is the last video for the 1989 era, because she ended it with the same quote. And wrapping it all the way back around to the beginning of our conversation, remember when we were talking about that and I said something like, oh, we'll talk later about why I think this is the last one. Is that why? You already said it. Oh, okay. Um, it has to do with the quote, and it has to do with this video as a whole, putting wrapping up the entire story of 1989. Hmm. But, Mr. Steve, do you have a counter-argument? Because you were the one that felt like maybe they could squeeze out one more single. Um, my, my counter-argument is by listening to the songs on the album, there's just songs that I felt that would be singles, and a lot of the ones that I felt that were going to be singles from the first time I listened to it became singles. So that was kind of where where I felt that there still was a little bit left here, you know, and, and it really depends on if she has new material that she's worked on that she'd rather put out than something that's still from 1989. So there's a lot of things that would play into that, but I still well, feel there's a couple of songs that have radio playability. That's more or less what I'm thinking. I think radio playability. Yes. I think you're right on that. But single potential, I'm not so sure. Um, Another thing I just actually thought of is the fact that Out of the Woods was a promotional single prior to the album release, right? Mm -hmm. If she had not been planning on bringing the story together somehow in the end like this, why wasn't it just released as a single then? I think she changed her mind. I think maybe at the beginning she was like, I don't want to put this out as a single and then at the end, she's like, you know what? I think we should do it. Some some people said it was a fan favorite of sorts. Um, you know, it, it was one that she wrote with uh, Jack Antonoff. And, you know, even, what was that, a couple weeks ago or whatever, she was walking around wearing a bleachers t-shirt and that kind of stuff, which is obviously Jack Antonoff's band. So, you know, it's kind of a shout out to him in a way. I, I don't know. There, there's many things that can play into why it may have been released as a single so perhaps um but if it is in fact the last single as i believe it is i think it was a great ending if it's not we look forward to seeing what she has in store for us later right uh unless you guys have anything to say i think it's time to rate the uh video it's time to rate the video Steve, did you have any last thoughts, or is it time to rate the video? I think it's time to rate the video. That's I really good. feel like Diane just tried to speak on behalf of all of us there, and it wasn't really her place. <laughs> I just said that it's... Okay, sorry. <laughs> all right, so, um, Diane, if you had to rank this on a scale of 1 to 13, where 1 is absolutely atrocious and disgusting, and 13 is off-the-charts awesomeness, how would you rate this video? Mm, nine. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That's like a C. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Explain yourself, Diane. I, although I appreciate the craftsmanship that went into creating this video, it's not one of my favorites because I don't think it's as interesting as Blank Space. So, Diane. Or Wildest Dreams. It just doesn't have a strong enough story to me where I feel like I'm watching a movie it's too subtle which although I love that it's subtle I just it's not my favorite 
if this is the last episode we ever record, you want everyone to remember you on a nine. <laughs> I guess that's what's happening, isn't it? <laughs> that's the Sorry. Steve, what do you think? Um, I th- I actually had this number ahead of time, so it's not because Diane went with nine. I'm going with ten. <laughs> okay. The- see, I'm not alone. See, see, not- yeah, but that Harsh. doesn't make... That makes me look better than Diane because she went with uh, nine, which is a lot less than ten. So, what uh, <laughs> pointless? But but I, there's a couple of things. First off, when I did watch this video, this was for New Year's Eve because I was watching the whole New Year's Eve thing, uh, and they kept cutting the good old One Direction doing their performances there in Los Angeles and all that other stuff. And you know, it's like Taylor's going to have her video out and everything else like that. But when I watched it, to me, I really enjoyed it. But I know that even my parents watched it there, and they were just kind of a little, like, it was kind of cool with all the CGI and all that. But they don't get all those little things that makes Taylor special. The little nuances. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. And that's the thing that, that I almost wish the video was able to do, that... And I think that's kind of one of the things that I've noticed, especially with, you know, how well Adele has done with her album. Uh, Taylor in 1989 is as good, if not better, of an album. But something about how Adele's music seems to be that everyone seems to, you know, across the board, people just seem to gravitate more towards her music like they understand Adele's music well it resonates more however Steve the reason you give it a 10 is why I have to go with my favorite number stop it has to be a 13 because those subtle nuances are a way that Taylor keeps it special for her biggest and most loyal fans where other artists are more about the mass appeal okay Taylor has things that. that appeal to the masses obviously because she still sells millions of albums but she also knows how to insert little things that only her most loyal fans would understand. And I think that makes her loyal fans feel sort of special in a sense. And it's really clever and it's really nice that she's able to do that for her big fans. Yeah, I would agree. You know, just even things like the paper airplane necklace, you know, and there's been some people that have rumored that the initials of Harry Styles was on her arm at some point in time throughout the video and and just all that kind of stuff yeah that's oh that's too much (laughs) (laughs) but 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 that that's the thing is people will read things differently but we're all looking for that sort of stuff when the music video played you know for instance it played on new year's eve and two years previous to that taylor and harry were together at new year's eve you know in times square so a lot of people say, well, was that on purpose of when she was releasing that song as a single? Because it's about him and, you know, it's New Year's Eve and, you know, One Direction's going to be performing there and all sorts of other stuff. So it's hard to say. Sometimes I think we read too much into it. but I Never. Think, well, but but I also think there are always little tidbits. As much as the, the um, you know, when we're looking through the lyrics to find out what the secret messages are, Taylor has always done a special thing just for fans to enjoy. And I'll have to agree with you then, Adam. 13 does make sense for this. Ha ha! I have brought Steve over to the good side. Now Diane is the one that will get all the hate. (laughs) (laughs) Which is okay. All right, guys. So 
<laughs> I hope you hope you really enjoyed this discussion on uh, the Out of the Woods music video, despite it having been out for a month already. I hope we were really able to dig deeper and help your minds open up a little and see some of the things uh, that that maybe you didn't see before. And like I said, despite this being the last episode we may record for a very, very long time, you know, we're still available through email and social media, although Twitter is probably the better option at TaylorTalk13 where you can share thoughts. Maybe there are things that we didn't see in the video that you did see. Um, and you can tweet those to us. I, I suggest tweeting because as it is, our email inbox has, I don't know, say about 150 unread emails I haven't gotten to yet. You Uh-oh. are such a good person. I'm terrible. I will get to them eventually. If you've emailed us, by all means, you have the right to be mad at me. But I will I will respond um, eventually. And um, I have a couple emails that I need to reply to, too. Diane, shame on you. I know. Shame on you. you you're not even responsible for the primary inbox. You're only your Diane at TaylorTalk.org email. I know. Um, but that being said, guys, there are, of course, those ways you can keep in touch with us and give us feedback. You can tweet us at TaylorTalk13. Um, you can email the general TaylorTalk inbox, which is podcast at TaylorTalk.org. Or each of us have an individual email you could reach us. Diane's, obviously, like I said, is Diane at TaylorTalk.org. Mine is Adam at TaylorTalk.org. And Steve is Steve at TaylorTalk.org. And Steve, do you even keep up on that? Do you even check that inbox? I do on occasion. Oh, good. I'm glad you're keeping up. Wasn't Um, there one time we told people to to email Steve something weird? Yeah. Did you ever get those, Steve? There was an episode you weren't on. Hello? Hmm. Steve? And I told people to like email something. Something Gosh, about a potato, it? I think. Or maybe I made that up. No, it was something like Steve is a poopy face or I, I don't oh. know. <laughs> I I I thought it was potato, but I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. But um either way, keep in touch, guys. Uh we'd love to hear from you. And you know, like I said, if if there's something you noticed in the video that we didn't, reach out and let us uh let us know and we'll chat about it. It'll be good. Uh, moving on with the episode, we have What Are Swifties Listening To, which is a segment we started um, way back on the Speak Now tour. If you guys remember on the Speak Now tour, Taylor did a different cover every single show to introduce us to artists we may not have heard of. And this is kind of our version of doing that, where you guys email in different artists that you are listening to and we share them with the audience. So that way we can expose everybody to music beyond Taylor. And in this case, we got an email from Jessica who suggested a song called Mine by Phoebe Ryan. Not Mine by Taylor Swift, but Mine by Phoebe Ryan. And that song actually also appeared on Taylor's new songs that will make your life more awesome list that she posted on social media back in October. So It's, it's a good song. It's a real good song. It's one of probably my top 10 songs of 2015. Steve loves it. Not only that, Spotify keeps like remixing stuff of it and a couple other songs it's been really good oh for sure that's good so thank you jessica for emailing that and suggesting it uh for everyone to listen to and i have a suggestion of my own because i've been obsessed with a new album that came out a couple weeks ago diane's rolling her eyes no currently. i'm not no, rolling no, my no. We, eyes. we all should have one diane better come up with one because i have a song too so steve's got one too but um what? this is going to be my recommendation uh the album death of a bachelor by panic at the disco uh, and specifically the song by the same title, Death of a Bachelor, is my favorite song on that album, followed closely, close second by a song called Victorious. But anyway, Panic at the Disco, 
uh, was one of my favorite bands like a, a zillion years ago when they first kind of hit the scene. Their first album came out 2006, 2006, I believe. And I absolutely love them um, because they're actually local Vegas boys like myself. Although their lead singer, who is now the only band member left, Brendan Urie, went to my school's crosstown rival. You should tell so. the story. You want me to tell the story? You should tell the story. Oh, jeez. Steve, should I tell the story? Steve doesn't know, know the story. How, how's that time looking? Steve, uh, the time's irrelevant. This is the last episode. we got to go out with a bang anyway. All right, do it. <clears throat> so the story. Um, like I said, Panic at the Disco, they're local Vegas boys. Uh, they went to, Brendan Urie went to a school called Palo Verde High School um, and graduated in 2005, a year before I did. Uh, some of the other band members went to a private school called Bishop Gorman. It's a Catholic school here in did town. Did they really? Yeah. Of course they did. Two of the guys did. It's a private school here in town. Um, anyway, so <laughs> um, when I went to, uh, when I was doing my undergraduate study work at UNLV, I met a met a young lady in one of my classes, and we went out to dinner one time. It was a, it was a date. We went to dinner, and that was before you met me and realized how good things could be. Uh, that was long before you, in <laughs> fact. Uh, this was a good ten years ago. Um, but anyway, so, <laughs> well, nine years ago. But anyway, so so we're out to dinner, um, and a, a Panic at the Disco song comes on, which at the time it was "I Write Sins, Not Tragedy." That was their big single and probably the biggest song they've ever had. And uh, it comes on the radio, and I'm just like, oh, Panic, I love these guys, local boys, right? And uh, this girl actually went to Palo Verde High School, which is where Brendan Urie went, and also graduated one year behind him. He graduated in 05, we both graduated in 06. Uh, turns out she told me that she went to homecoming with Brendan Urie. Uh, so I respond as any person would respond when you are told that the girl you were out with uh formerly dated who was now an international rock star and i said well i'm glad you took a step up and decided to come out with me instead it's <laughs> so awkward Diane's laughing it was super awkward and needless to say there wasn't actually a second date um <sighs> It's okay. You don't need her. <laughs> yeah, it, it never went on. But uh, yes, I can say that I went to dinner with Brendan Urie's ex, I guess. So Brendan wow. Urie's sloppy seconds? I don't know. His sloppy <laughs> seconds? When you word it like that, it sounds awful. It but uh, either way, to this day, I remain a huge fan of Panic at the Disco and their work, despite that whole dinner situation and that whole thing. Um, big fan of, of Brendan Urie's voice. He sounds phenomenal. So again, that album's called Death of a Bachelor. Came out a couple weeks ago. It's really great. Cool. Now that that spiel's ended, that was that was a pretty good spiel. Thanks, Steve. Did you like the story? I, I did like the story. I'm glad you shared it. Makes it for an interesting story, right? Yep. Yeah. Anyway, onward, Steve. Okay. So the song that I have been listening to a lot lately, and it's actually on the radio for a lot of people. Um, it's on pop radio. Is "Hideaway" from Dale. <gasps> I love that song. Now, now the thing is, you're talking about a local connection there of. Las Vegas. Well, she's from Pittsburgh, so hey, how cool connection. So, yep, that song is really, really good, and I'm sure most of you have heard it. But if you have not, make sure you go check it out. Diane, you need to find a song or an artist now that you grew up with. Um, In the sort same of. Areas. Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't have anyone. Um, do I have to share a song, or can we move on? We'll move on. Okay, because <laughs> I was unless sure. you didn't have a song. There's not a song you're listening to right now. 
Yeah, but it's something that everybody's listening to, as we found That's out through right. the, the iTunes chart. So I like the new Justin Bieber song. Oh, oh um, no, 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 no. We do not no, feature Justin no. Bieber on this podcast. Let me tell you podcast. why, though. Let me tell we you why. We do not feature Can Justin Bieber on this podcast. Why? I, so usually I don't like Justin Bieber. Sorry if you're offended, but this song had a specific edge to it, and then I and then I I, I found out that Mr. Um, Ed Sheeran co-wrote this song so i'm like that's why i like it oh because oh. ed sheeran wrote it so why don't you say ed sheeran love yourself bieber who cares who sings by it? justin bieber good song oh, okay it's a great way to say a terribly mean thing <laughs> <laughs> all right well before we go out um i just wanted to pay tribute to everybody who has been a part of um, Taylor talked throughout the years, and, and that includes, you know, people who may not be recording with us today. We have our three hosts, Steve and Diane. Thank you guys for sticking with me, of course. Yep. Um, you know, and then again, thank you, Maya and, and Sammy, who uh, have parted ways, and, and they've gone off and done their own things. And Sammy is, of course, still with T-Swift on tour. If you follow that account on Twitter, she's still updating from there. Um, so you can always keep in touch with her as well. We yes, miss her. But we're all still good friends, so there's no bad blood. We are. In fact in fact I talked to both Maya and Sammy within the last few days. Um so that's all that's all good. Um people do choose to move on and even we're choosing to move on. There's just no one to carry the legacy anymore. So uh just a few recaps, I guess, of things that you guys out there because you deserve the biggest thank you of all for actually listening because um, well, why would we have ever done this without anybody listening? I guess we could have done it for our own egos, but that's not why we I did don't it. do this for my own ego, believe me. <laughs> um, in fact, that's a huge part of the reason. I know some of you creepy stalkers out there figured it out, but that's actually part of the reason we've never introduced ourselves by our full names, first and last name online, is because, or on the episodes, is because we don't actually do this for you to pay attention to us. We do it uh, to do critical analyses on Taylor's work and, and her music and you know, we all appreciate the English language, and um, Diane and I both teach English, and Steve, you work in IT, but sometimes yeah, at I least you work for sometimes, a school. Sometimes I butcher the English language, but that's okay. But we're there to <laughs> correct you, so right. that's okay. Yeah. So either way, it's been it's been quite a trip over four years. You know, from the very first day where we got a thousand downloads, which was just mind blowing to me. I'm like, oh my god, a thousand people are actually paying attention to this. Like, what? Um, you know. Which, which that thousand downloads was awesome because it actually got us on the iTunes new and noteworthy list almost instantly. And, you know, it's like now today, uh, four years later, w- we've got over four million downloads. So we've come so far since that first thousand, um, you know, and it's been an absolutely phenomenal trip. And, and you guys that have been there since that first, if you were one of those first thousand, um, I salute you for actually sticking with us. Jeez, I wouldn't have even stuck with us if I was a listener. I don't know. That was a joke. Uh-huh. Uh, nobody laughed. That's okay. Uh-huh. That's okay. But, you know, there's been just so many uh, accomplishments that we've all made together, not just the hosts on the show, um, but you guys as the listeners. I mean, when we did our third anniversary special, the hashtag Taylor Talk Live was the number five trending topic on Twitter. We didn't do that. You guys did, which is awesome. Um, that's super cool. And, and likewise, you know, we've been nominated for podcast awards three times. Three times. Never won. But that's Never won. <laughs> but that's irrelevant right now. It doesn't now. matter. Um, you guys got us nominated. And, and that's like a huge accomplishment in itself, particularly the People's Choice nomination. 
um, which happened as a result of being part of the top 10 podcasts from over 8 million nomination ballots cast. That is crazy. Um, so you guys went out there and did that, and, and we couldn't be more grateful for that. Um, you know, we got to attend the award show twice, and that was kind of fun, even though we didn't actually get to take the stage to accept an award. I wouldn't which... have wanted to. I, I, I would have. I thought it would have been really funny to go up and do the surprise Taylor face. And... Oh, no. Diane's like <laughs> scoffing at me. Right now. I'm not scoffing. I just I I don't know. It would have been embarrassing. Yeah, but either way, it's it's you know it's bittersweet. Like life life moves on. It was an incredible experience uh, getting to do this and getting to interact with you guys and talk with you guys on Twitter and through email and everything else. And like I said, those of you who were maybe part of that first thousand people on on day one, um, thank you. Yeah. You know, and everybody else that's joined in along the way, thank you guys too. Yeah. Diane, you're supposed to say thank you also. No, this is just really sad. I mean, we've been thinking about putting the show on hold for a while, and one of the reasons that it took so long is because of the people who, you know, are there for us, and we don't want to let you down, and I hope stopping the show isn't in some way letting you down. It's not saying goodbye. Bye. It's more of a see you later type thing. Yeah. Steve's not responding because he's busy tearing up. He's getting a box of tissues right now. Could be. It's possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what we've been through in a nutshell. And we've gotten to meet so many of you at the live, uh, live uh, concerts and things like that at Taylor shows and various events throughout and New York City for album releases and and people like that it's just meeting all you guys was super cool too so again a huge thank you to everybody um whether this is your first episode or you've been through all 199 of them you're all equally important in my heart was that cheesy yeah but it's true (laughs) all right so um do you guys have anything you wanted to say before we sign off i just want to thank everyone for listening and you know hopefully we'll be recording some in the future again so yeah which brings me to my next point be sure to subscribe you'll want to do that go on itunes hit that subscribe button because if and when we ever do come back you will be the first to know because that first episode back episode 200 the grand re-release of taylor talk will be be like oh yeah these guys maybe i should give them a list yeah it'll be automatically downloaded to your iPod or iPhone or whatever device you happen to have. So be sure to go to taylortalk.org slash iTunes and hit that subscribe button. So anytime we do release a new one, you will be the first one to get it. Gonna miss you guys. Gonna miss you too. Dane's whining and crying. Uh, But since it is all about you guys, I I thought it would be best to end with something about you guys. Um, Shout out. One last shout out to people who have left uh, some reviews there on iTunes. One of them, gosh, uh, kind of ironic to use this on our on our farewell episode here, but it is headlined "Keep It Up," <laughs> and that is a uh, review from Seven Aggie Girl Seventeen who said, "Well made, focused, and everyone is excited and fun to listen to." So, oh, thank you for that. And then another shout out to Miller Six Four Two. 
uh, who left a comment that says, amazing. I love you guys so much because you guys always keep me up to date with T-Swizzle. You also make me laugh and you guys have made me want to do something like Taylor Talk someday. You know, that is actually one of the one of the biggest honors is when I have people reach out to me, and this has happened on multiple occasions now, and people email and they ask, hey, how do I start my own uh, podcast? So Miller642, if you're out there listening currently, um, feel free to reach out and email. And if you are, do want to get started with a project, uh, you know, I'd be more than happy to chat with you and kind of let you learn from some of our uh, pitfalls in the early days. That way you get started off strong. So, um Again, thank you to everyone for listening. Do keep in touch with us. You can, of course, reach us on social media, Twitter at TaylorTalk13, email podcast at TaylorTalk.org, or any one of our names, Adam, Diane, or Steve, at TaylorTalk.org. Any last thoughts, guys? We'll see you again. It's not goodbye. We'll see you later. See you again, Steve. Are you going to start singing the Wiz Khalifa? Isn't that till I see you again, right? Isn't that the lyrics? Yeah, and there's the Carrie Underwood song too. Oh yeah, Carrie Underwood. That's the other one, of course, of course. Um, I I feel bad. I'm like procrastinating. I don't want to sign off. We have to. Though. We have to. We have to rip off the bandaid. Rip off the bandaid. All right, guys. Uh, ooh, ooh, brutal. All right, guys. For episode 199 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. This has been Adam, Diane, and Steve saying have a great life. I don't know. Usually That's I'd terrible. say usually I'd say like have a nice week. Uh, you know, we'll see you next time. But I don't know what to say after that. Um, so we'll see you soon. We love you all. Thank you. We'll for see you all again one day. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, take care. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.